class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. And we are overcomers, and we have overcome, and we're going to overcome some more. Amen. Amen. Keep on overcoming until we just come out of here. Hallelujah. And go on to the uh, next thing. Hallelujah. <laughs> get your Bible, get something to take a note with, come on into the classroom, and let's ask the Lord for just what we should get today. Father, we do ask you, we agree all together as touching this, asking you for the utterance, the anointing, the uh, manifesting of your Holy Spirit, your healing and your a delivering power and your comforting, strengthening help in the lives of everyone uh, watching and listening today. We ask it in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen. Amen. We've been for some weeks now on our study we're calling Faith for Healing. And Faith for Healing comes by hearing uh, healing scriptures, he hearing what God said about it. And in Matthew, Mark, uh, Luke, and John, there's about 20 individual cases where uh, we're given some detail about how the person received their healing or how they were healed. And so we're studying these one by one. We studied the healing of the leper, studied the healing of Peter's mother-in-law, we studied the healing of the paralyzed man, and now we're down to our fourth account, the healing of the nobleman's son. This is in John 4, if you'd look there, please, and Verse 43, I'll read from the Amplified again this time. It said, After two days, Jesus went on from there where he was to Galilee, although he himself declared that a prophet has no honor in his own country. However, when he came into Galilee, the Galileans also welcomed him and took him to their hearts eagerly, for they had seen everything that he did in Jerusalem during the feast, for they too had attended the feast." Where Jesus is believed on and respected, you will see also his miracles. Where he is not believed on, where he is mocked and made fun of, it'll be like God doesn't even exist there. You will not see his, uh, as a usual thing, his healings and his miracles. So uh, it's the basic principle that the Lord said in, in 1 Samuel when he said, those that honor me, I will honor. And when God does things in your life that you don't see everywhere, that's him honoring you. And he would be unjust if he did it indiscriminately. Uh, how, why would he be able to do things for you that he's not done for everybody or not doing for everybody? Well, because you respect him more. You believe in him more. You honor him more. You obey him more. You respond more to him. Then he has every right to. And so um, we see Jesus left the place where they disrespected him. And he spent more time in the place where they did. And they saw miracles there in this region of Galilee. So Jesus came again to Cain of Galilee where he had turned the water into wine. There was a certain royal official whose son was lying ill in Capernaum. Having heard that Jesus had come back from Judea into Galilee, he went away to meet him and began to beg him to come down, cure his son, for he was lying at the point of death. 
the man is a royal official. He lives about 20 miles away. He travels when he hears Jesus has come back into this place of uh, Cana. He comes there. And when he approaches Jesus, he pleads with him. Please come. Uh, basically, come to my house. My little boy. Uh, the scripture keeps talking about he's little, so he's a child. My little boy is very sick. When he left a day ago or whatever, he was at the point of death. Please come and heal him. And there were other times when people made a request of Jesus like that, that he immediately said, yeah, I'll come. And he went. And more than once he went to people's houses. But this time that's not how he responded. He looked at the man and he said, unless you see signs, you won't believe. And the text there is a double negative. It means, you could say it like this, you absolutely won't believe. <laughs> or you won't believe, no way, we might say. What does that mean? Well, that means that the man is fixated on seeing what he has planned. Seeing Jesus come to the house, seeing Jesus pray for the boy or lay hands on the boy, and seeing the boy get better, and then he's going to uh, feel relieved and be, you know, be glad. But not until he sees something. Well, that's not faith. I mean, any unbeliever can be glad when you see and feel everything's changed, right? I mean, it takes no faith at all. Uh, Faith, remember Hebrews 11.1 1, that we studied past many weeks ago, uh, is the substance or the confidence of things hoped for or expected. Everybody say expected, expected. expected. And it's the evidence of things, what? Not seen. So when you're in faith, you are expecting something that you don't have natural reason to expect. And you are believing something that you have not seen yet. And so this is a problem that this man is not going to believe something's happened until he sees something. You know, I've had people come sometimes and say, Brother Keith, I'm going to the doctor, I'm going to the clinic, and they're going to, you know, uh, run some tests on this. Uh, you know, believe with me that the test will come back a uh, good test, you know. And I say, no. You say, what? No. Why? Because when are you going to believe you receive your healing? Right? See, that, that's doing exactly what this man is doing. You, your focus is on what you see. You're going to be glad when they tell you they see it. There's no faith in that. Right? Anybody can rejoice when you see it. When you feel it, faith is expecting something that's not what the seen world is telling you. And faith is being persuaded of something that you cannot see. So this is where, can you see why the Spirit of God handpicked these accounts? I mean, they, they cover all the bases, don't they? And this is what all of us are dealing with. Um, so many times people will say, you know, Lord, uh, please heal me, please heal me, please heal me. And then what do they do? 
check, right? And see, did it happen? Well, there's zero faith in that, which is why I, I, I'm said I'm not going to put try to put faith with you on the test. Uh, my faith's not in the test. My faith's in the Word, Amen. right? Amen. The test change. The test could be wrong, right? <laughs> I mean, there's all kind of issues, uh, but when the changes have been made by the Word, the test will have to agree with it. But you should know it before they tell you. Come on, can you see that? You should have the confidence of how it is before some external test confirms it. Watch about putting your faith in the wrong thing and putting your faith in what's seen. Putting your faith in what's felt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe I got it when, when, when. When I feel it, when I see it, when they tell me I got it. See, that's no faith in the Word at all. That's what he said. He said, you won't believe unless you see something. Unless you see. Even uh, people that have been around God a long time can slip into this. You remember Thomas. He's been hanging out with Jesus for what? Three and a half years or whatever, Right? He's been in some of the best meetings you've ever been in your life. He's heard some of the best preaching. And then when, uh, after Jesus had risen from the dead and some of them saw him, they came back and told Thomas, they said, we saw the Lord. And he's like, what? What? You, what? you saw the Lord. He said, I won't believe that. Believe what? That he's raised. I won't believe it unless I can see myself and put my finger in the hole in his hand and take my hand and stick it in the, in the hole in his side. Because he knew when he hung on the cross, they put those holes there. And so what's he saying? Unless I see, unless I see, I won't believe. Well, it's too late to believe. Can you see that? As far as faith in things unseen. So uh, that's what's going on here. When Jesus said, unless you see something, you won't believe. The man said, please come. In other words, now he's in distress because he was sure he would come. He's a royal official. <laughs> he asked nicely. <laughs> and this preacher is going to tell him, no, he's not going to come. He said, please, my boy, my boy's at the point of death. In other words, we don't have time to, to stand around and talk about this. Come on, come on. Valuable lessons here. Do not let people pressure you to ignore what God told you. Amen. Is everybody listening, class? Now, see, Jesus wouldn't do it. A lot of people will. They'll fold. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. I guess I can work it in. Come on, let's go. That's how you fail. That's how you go and pray, and use every phrase you know, and nothing happens. <laughs> Are y'all listening, class? Why? Because you can't just do anything you want to do the way you want to do it, and it works. Jesus knew that. He said, I can of my own self do nothing. He said, the Father in me, he does the works. And I only say what I hear him say, and I only do what I see him do. And the way he saw him do it was he, he would see himself do it, but it was the Father in him 
doing the works. He didn't see him going to this man's house. He didn't get a word about what he's going to do at the man's house. He got a different word. What was it? Go your way. Your son lives. Now when the Lord gives you something like that, do not change it. I've been in the ministry now 40 years or so, and, and, and I, we, Phyllis and I have experienced it over and over and over. The Lord give you the word, give you the answer, and people go, well, okay, but you're still going to do this, right? No, no, no. And it's easy to say no standing up here, but people in their duress and in their fear, they will pull, they will beg, they will get mad, they're going to quit the church, whatever. But listen, friend, do not allow anybody to cause you to ignore what the Lord has given you and do something else. It won't work. It won't work. It won't work. And then everybody will be sad. <laughs> there needs to be more emphasis on this in what we call faith circles, which is my circle. I mean, we're, we're faith people to the core. And yet, many have learned some faith principles, but they've separated it from the continual leading of the Holy Spirit, which is why people have been discouraged and they've said things, they've confessed things, they've done things, they've prayed things, they've commanded things, and it didn't work. Didn't work. And then some people, after doing that more than once, they just said, ah, oh, there's nothing to this stuff, you know, and they just backslid and don't even go to church anymore. But... God didn't fail, and faith didn't fail, and the Word didn't fail. You got people sometimes in ignorance and a lot of times in a bunch of pride and hard-headedness not checking in with God enough, not praying enough. Not, not, how many know from reading the Scriptures, Jesus prayed a lot? Did He or not? He prayed a lot. It tells sometimes He prayed all night long. If Jesus needed to pray, guess what? <laughs> you need to pray. I need to. Is that right? Well, why did he need to do all that praying? I mean, if anybody could have got by with less praying, right? <laughs> it would have been the Word made flesh, right? If anybody could have just got by because they knew the Word and not pray much, it would have been him. Yes, sir. But what did he say? He said, I can't do anything of myself. I can't do any. I want you to say that out loud. I can't do anything of myself. I can't do anything of myself. So what, so what does that mean? Now, thank God, you're not by yourself. Amen. Right? Yes, sir. You got the greater one with yes, you. Amen. And he's in you. But what does that mean? I've got to work with him. Yes. I've got to hear from him. And I've I got to respond to him and do it his way. Amen. So what I need in every situation, I need to hear from him. Yes. Hallelujah. Now once I've heard from him, now it's time to be bold. Now it's time to say what he said. Do what he showed. Right? And yes. now it's time to use the name and 
rebuke, bind, whatever, in line with what he showed you Amen. on this situation. And you can certainly see with this healing of the nobleman's son, Jesus did not do things the same way with everybody every day. It was different, 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 different. So how do you know what to do? You don't until he shows you. Right? I said, you don't. We don't. And you need to approach it that way. Even if you've been walking with God for 75 years, you can quote half the New Testament. If you really do know God, you know something comes up today, it's a new day. It's a new situation. I got to hear from him about this. Right? And so you seek him and you ask. And what did he say? Ask, it'll be given to you. Seek, you'll find. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. He'll give it to him. Won't he? Yes, he will. And so on this day, the thing that the word that they needed, the Spirit of God gave it to Jesus. And he looks at the man and he says, your son lives. Go your way. Here is, is, is faith. Faith is not an accumulation of knowledge. Faith is not of the head. Faith is of the heart. And choosing to believe is just that, a choice. It's a choice. And you, if you read these accounts, it's questionable that a number of these people could even read or write. This man probably could. But a lot of these folks, it's questionable that they could quote any scriptures to speak of um, and then they probably certainly didn't know any other languages, <laughs> uh, you know, besides the one they spoke. How could they have great faith? One of them we talked about, uh, great faith, was a soldier. Yes. Well, they had spent time in the seminary, right? He spent time in boot camp. He spent time <laughs> right in the battlefield. So what, how does he get great faith? He chose on a day... On a situation, he chose to completely trust the Lord and the word of the Lord. Amen. Come on, can you see? It's just a choice. It's a choice. I've heard people say, well, you know, I'm sorry, preacher. I, I just can't believe all that. I just can't believe. That's not true. That's an untrue statement. By nature of what faith is, you can believe anything you choose to believe. It don't have to be true. <laughs> You can believe anything. I mean, we see that all around us, do we? I mean, people believe all kind of crazy stuff, right? Yes. <laughs> how did they, how were they able to believe that? They just decided it was true. They just chose to accept it and chose to believe it. And so when it comes to God, whether you believe in God or not, believe in Jesus, you believe in the new birth, heaven and hell, don't say you can't believe it. That's an untrue statement. More accurately to say you choose not to by right of what faith is. But can you see uh, when the Lord speaks this word that he's got from the Father, your son lives, so go your way. Well, why not go your way? If your son lives, we don't need to do anything else here, right? No, no need hanging around here. We, we don't need any prayers. We don't need any laying on of hands. We don't, right? Yeah. 
And so what happens now is why this is in the book. Why this account is in the book. Why the nobleman is in the book. And why his son didn't die that day. This is big, isn't it? What happened? The Lord looks at him and says, your son lives. So go. Go your way. Go back home. He looks at Jesus. He heard his voice. What's he got to do? Help me out, class. What's he got to do? He, he got to make a choice, don't he? Right? Can you see this? He's got to make a choice. It's not time to debate. It's time to decide. It's not time to argue. It's time to act. Right? Can you see this? Now, the reason a lot of people would not be in here is because they'd say, well, uh, what do you mean, Lord? What do you mean? <laughs> huh? What do you mean he lives? Lives? Like what? Are you talking spiritually or, or naturally or, or what? Or, uh, come on, you're still going to come down, right? You're still going to come down. No. Mm-mm. God's not going to change. So if he hadn't responded correctly, this wouldn't have worked. The Lord said, your son lives. Now, if we back up just a little bit, it said uh, he was at the point of death. The Greek there uh, says it involves the idea of expectation. So you could say it like this. They were all, including the nobleman, expecting him to die. Can you see that? You know, maybe, maybe the physicians in the area. He's a nobleman. He's got means. They probably had doctors at the house. Probably they told him he's not going to make it. They were expecting him to die. In order for this to change, what ha- their expectation has to change. Faith is the substance or the confidence or foundation of things hoped for. That word hope is the word for expect. Faith is the ground or confidence of things expected. They're expecting him to die. So what would happen under those circumstances? He'd die. If we want to see a miracle, we have to expect something else. But you you can't just expect something else because you want to. It's got to be based on something, right? You got to have a reason to expect him to live instead of die. You got every reason to expect him to die. You saw it. You heard, you saw his fever. You heard the doctor's report. You see his case. You've seen other people with the same thing die like that. You got every reason to expect him to die. But here the Lord looks at him and gives him a reason. Oh, thank God for the word of God. Gives him a reason to expect the boy to live. This is not a random choice of words. He heard the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Father, speak this to His Spirit, Jesus did. And He just spoke out what He heard. He said, Your son lives. (laughs) Is there power in these words? Oh, glory to God. This is, uh, you know, the angel told... uh, uh, one individual, he said, go and, and you'll hear words whereby you and your house will be saved. Amen. 
Somebody say words, words. words. When the angel was talking to Mary, uh, she said, be it unto me according to, to your word. That's that rhema, according to that anointed spoken word. And um, uh, that's the passage also said there in, in Luke 1 that in the Amplified, no word of God is without power or, or void of power or incapable or impossible of being fulfilled or coming to pass. So when, when the Lord spoke that word, was there power in that word to heal the boy? Yes, yes it was. And here's an interesting thing. It didn't make any difference that it was 20 miles away. Right? Yes. It wouldn't make any difference if it was 2,000 miles away yes, exactly. or if it was in five different time zones away. It wouldn't, wouldn't make any difference. Why? Because the Word of God is the Word of God. Amen. And it's not, it's not incapable uh, of coming to pass. It's not void of power. And so the man now has heard this Word. It all comes down to this. He can, he can stay and plead, which means what? He won't believe. He, he's still demanding he's got to see something. Or he can choose to believe what Jesus said and stop expecting the boy to die and expect when he gets back home to see and hear what Jesus has told him right here, right? That his son lives. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. We've got no reason to think that this man is a great scriptorian that he spent any time, great time studying the scriptures. He's a government man. When I say mean by that, he's a kingdom man. He's, he's involved in the king's business. He's, got, he's into all of that. And yet, can he have great faith right here, right now? Yes. It all boils down to what? A choice. choice. Right? Amen. A choice. A choice. He looks at Jesus. He hears those words. And in his heart, he goes, that's it. That's it. That's it. I've got it. He hadn't, he hadn't gotten a, a test back from the lab. He hadn't seen anything. He hadn't heard anything. He hadn't felt anything. He couldn't text anybody. Is that right? There, there are no phones, right? Sometimes that has actually gotten in the way. You can use that trying to see something, trying to confirm it in the natural. Get away from faith. What did he do? He, he accepted that. And in his heart and mind, he said, that's it. My, your son lives. My son lives. My son lives. And when God gives you a word like that, what do you do? You hold on. You grab it with both arms and both feet. And you keep saying it over to yourself. And no, you let nothing, nothing talk you out of it. My son lives. He said, thank you, sir, very much. He turned around and he headed his little self to the house. Hallelujah. 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 And when he got close to home, he met the servants. And I don't know what the enemy told him they're going to say. But when they opened their mouths, what did they say? Your son lives. Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. And we're out of time again. You better come back with us tomorrow so we can finish this up because God's got a word for you too. We'll see you tomorrow in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website 
or call us at 941-702-7390.